With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No You're about to experience a life giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Every day in Jesus' name, amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. We need to hear from you. Check us where we need to be checked. Correct us where we need to be corrected. Comfort us where we need to be comforted. Inspire us where we need to be inspired. Inform us where we need to be informed. Impart into us that which you need to put into us. And we pray that after this word goes forth, that we would never, ever be the same. I pray, God, that you would do something instantaneous in us tonight. Do something instantaneous in us tonight. Do something instantaneous in us tonight, God. Don't let us leave this experience. Don't let my online family log off unless you've done something instantaneous in us. Come on, for those who that need God to do something in you, I ain't talking about nothing around me. Do something in me and make it instantaneous. I need you to worship the God of the instantaneous. Go. Hey. He's the God of the instantaneous. He's the God of the instantaneous. Hey. Say, do it instantly, God. In me. In Jesus' name. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So I've been teaching you all this month. Our series has been Meta. And I've taught you, and I need you to hear me, that Meta cannot simply just be a month. I need you to make Meta your lifestyle. Mm. What do you mean by that? Behind. You always need to be putting things behind you because you know how to keep it moving. I don't need you to be stuck because watch me. When you are moving target, the enemy can't catch you. I need you to hear me. You need to be, always be putting your past behind you. Always be putting your failures behind you. Always be putting your mistakes behind you. I need you to get this saying. If you don't get anything else, get this one. I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I what does that mean? There's some things that I can look at and see. I have put who in this building and line can tell your testimony for yourself that I am not the same me that I was a year ago. I'm not the same me that I was six minutes ago. I am not the same because I may meta my lifestyle. 
Second definition of the matter is after. And I've been telling you how you're going to get to your after. You owe us an after picture. We've seen you in your before. We need to see you in your after. The before picture is the rough picture. The after picture is after you've gone through your process. We now see you in your after. Hear me. Uh, watch me. For some of you, your process has taken a long time. And I need your after to be worth your process. You didn't hear what I just said. I need your after to be so good that you look at your process and say, thank you for lying on me. Thank you for betraying me. Thank you for doing me dirty. I need to thank God for every negative thing that happened to me because when it was happening, it didn't feel good. When it was happening, it didn't look good. But look at my after. I'm glad I went through that so I could get to this. I need you to encourage three people around you. Say, your after is going to be worth it. It's go. When you see what your after looks like, you're going to say, I'm so glad that I went through that and that and that and that and that. A cross. I've been giving you this example all month about the children of Israel, how God brings them to the Red Sea. This is crazy because the Bible says that the Lord did not take them the short route. Instead, he routed them the long way and he routed them in a roundabout way to the what? To the Red Sea. And when he takes them to the Red Sea, he says to Moses, why y'all crying to me? They're like, Lord, how, uh, Moses, how are we going to get over this Red Sea? They've got elderly people. They've got children. They've got livestock. They've got babies. They just have people who cannot swim that are concerned because they're looking at the water like, this is it for me. This, look, this is going to be the ending for me. Some of y'all, you've been having a red fox moment. This is the big one. This is the big one. I ain't going to make it over this one. I ain't going to get past this one. Let me tell you what you're about to do. You're about to step across. I, I wish I had somebody in this building. I wish I had somebody online that recognized what the enemy was taunting you with in front of you. You were about to step across that thing and look over at the enemy and say, nah, 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 you should have got me, sucker, when you had me, but I'm about to make it a cross. The Red Sea was a taunt in many ways because how are you going to get past this? And you have to know that Moses begins to calculate in his head. How much loss, listen, how much loss am I going to have to take? <laughs> what am I going to have to lose to get across this? How many people are going to have to die? How many animals are going to have to die? How many babies might we just have to let go of because everybody can't make it across? Hear me, not only are you going to make it across, let me prophesy, you're not going to lose anything either. I don't like your silence in this building. I don't like your silence online. Would you just look at somebody and say, you're going to make it across with no loss? Come on, y'all. In fact, I pray that as you go across, you increase. I pray that as you make it across, your money will increase. Your favor will increase. Your wisdom will increase. Your influence will increase. Somebody shout, I will increase. And then Moses stretches his hand. He stretches. Watch me. One stretch. And this one stretch, the Lord sends a wind. And this wind parts the Red Sea, dries the ground. They walk across on dry land. So much revelation in it because when Moses stretched, so did God. And for some of you, you're waiting on God to do what you aren't even willing to do. That's why the scripture says, if you draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh unto you. Which means God says, I match your energy. You ready? I'm on what you on. You didn't hear what I just said. God says, I'm on what you on. So if you'll take a jump, watch me jump. But my jump is bigger than your jump. If you'll reach, watch me reach. But my reach is bigger than your reach. If you'll sow, watch me sow into you. But my seed is bigger than your seed. If you'll help somebody else, I'm about to help you. And my help is going to be bigger than the help that you gave to somebody else. He's on what you on. 
You ready? Come on, let's go. Let's go. I could preach these definitions every single week and preach them a different way. The next means beyond. And I've been telling you, I've been using this example of how when you're in Denver, you look to the west, what's the only thing you see? The mountains. Do you see Las Vegas? No. Is it there? Yes. But you can't see beyond it unless you get meta. And to get meta, you have to go higher so you can see over. And for some of y'all, you got to hear me. God has been calling you to a higher place. What do you mean by that? God has been keeping you isolated so that you can elevate your thinking, elevate your prayer, elevate your worship. Because if you're looking at it from the level you're on, you'll never see that there's something beyond. And I need you to hear me. There's more to your life than what you've been living. There's more to your life than what you've been doing. Jesus did not die just for you to have some little position at some company. He died, that's true, that you would rule and reign and conquer and subdue. And it ain't over until I'm ruling and reigning and conquering and subduing all day, every day, in every way. There's something beyond the mountains. There's a Las Vegas. There's a Pacific Ocean. There's a Hawaii. There, there's a Seattle. But I can't see beyond unless I go meta. And to see beyond, I have to go higher, which brings me to the second set of definitions. Meta means a higher or a second order. So here it is again. Higher entails and infers that I have to reach for it because it's not at the same level that I'm at. Come on, elbow somebody. Say, you're about to level up. You're about to... Now, for those of you that are comfortable where you are, this type of talk disturbs you because you're like, I'm good, I'm good. Jesus did not die for you to just have it good. He died for you to have life, watch me, and life more abundantly, more abundantly. Joy, 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 joy. He came for you to have joy, not just exist. Why have one house? Have one house, two house. Three house, four house, red house, blue house, black house, white house. I... Come on, open up your mouth and say, there's more to my life than this. Say, there's more to my life than this. A higher, got to reach. And a second order. Higher means I got to reach. Second means I have to wait. Second means I have to wait. Trust me. Part of your meta process means God says, I evaluate how you wait. And if you don't wait right, we reset the wait clock. What does it mean to wait right? Wait with patience. Patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait, YouTube. Which means while you're waiting, watch me. And this is tough, but I need you to do this. Sometimes you just have to sit there in the middle of something that's frustrating you. In the middle of something that's aggravating you. Because patience is the level of endurance your character can take before you become negative while you're being delayed or provoked. So watch me. God will allow things to provoke you and say, now what you going to say? Because if you complain, reset that clock. But if you say, but this is the day that the Lord has made. If you say, God, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I need to know if there's some people in the building where you are about to cuss. And as you're about to cuss, a praise came out. God, I want to preach. Why the real people out in the building? You were about to cuss, snap, cracker, and pop. But when you were about to do that, a praise came out of your mouth. Somebody say, I've learned how to wait right.
See, you know you're maturing when you're about to open your mouth to say something crazy. And you're about, you know what? Praise God. I wish y'all too bougie for me on this Wednesday. Is there anybody beside me where you were about to say something real ratchet? And then the Holy Ghost says, shut your mouth. Because I'm trying to get you meta, so I need you to shut your mouth. And sometimes your mouth is what keeps you from your meta. So God, if you help me keep my mouth, I'll get to my meta. Lord, help me keep my tongue so my tongue does not destroy my triumph. Help me keep my words so my words don't destroy my world. Help me keep my mouth so my mouth doesn't take my meta. Third set of definitions. It means a change of position or condition. A change of position, condition, position where you are, what you do, condition, how you are, okay, so say, I'm getting better, <laughs> say my position and my condition are improving, I need you to just really be honest, you are better today than you were 12 months ago, because I don't feel like it, bump your feelings, Feelings are not facts. You can feel a way that's not a factual way. I need every person that can thank God that you've made progress. Let me give it to you one more time. And you may not be where you want to be. But you know what I can see? That my position has changed and my condition has changed. I'm going to give you five seconds to worship your God right there. Five. Come on, you two. Four. Come on, Facebook. Three. Come on, YouTube, two. Come on, Twitch, one. Come on, app. Somebody shout, I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. Let's go. So, so Sunday we learned that God is about to reintroduce you. God is about to reintroduce you. We met you in process. He's going to reintroduce you in promise. We met you as a house cat. Y'all saw my cats on Sunday. My, my prop cats on Sunday. They did an amazing job. God's about to reintroduce you as a lion. We met you in struggle. God's about to reintroduce you in success. Part of your challenge is letting go of who you were. Because if you try to preserve that house cat, all you're going to do is meow when you're supposed to roar. If you're trying, watch me, some of you have become addicted to your process. So if it ain't a struggle, you don't feel like it's right. If it ain't hard, you don't feel like this is too good to be true. This is too easy. You've already been through hell. Why you want more hell? I'm here to tell somebody for these next few months, you're about to see God do things. You're going to be like, that was too easy. That was too easy. That, what's wrong? Ain't nothing wrong. You've just gone through your process. Let me reintroduce you in your promise. I need you to shake three people's hands and just say, allow me to reintroduce myself. Online, tag somebody. Online, chat with somebody. Allow me to reintroduce myself. It ain't easy because I already been through hell. It's not that easy. I already paid for it. And I'm just getting what I paid for. Run me my money. Run me my bag. Run me my opportunity. Run me my favor. I've already paid for this. God is about to reintroduce you. And God revels in reintroduction. Second Corinthians 3.18. He makes us more and more like him. 
More and more means meta and meta. So here's the thing. Here's why this has to be your lifestyle. Because for many of you, some of us said to me, sir, since I've been around you, I keep, you, 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 I've been growing, and you point out the things I need to grow. I said, so you're right. I said, you're not going to grow being told how great you are. You're going to grow when you, yeah, that's nice, but this is jacked up. This is a mess. Change this. Change it. What, what is he saying in the verse? He makes us more and more like him. What does this mean? He keeps making me go meta and meta and meta. He keeps throwing in your face. Deal with this. Deal with this. Change this. Handle this. Handle that. Handle that. Why? Because when I reintroduce you, it's not going to be an inferior version. When I reintroduce you, it's going to be an improved version. And check this out. This won't be your last reintroduction. For some of you, God's going to reintroduce you every month this year. Because every month you're going to be like, well, I thought that was as high as I was going to go in March. But then I got to April. And when I got to April, allow me to reintroduce myself. And you thought that was all he was going to do, Anthony. And then you got to May. And when you get to May, allow me to reintroduce myself. Please look at somebody and say, God is making you matter. More and more, which means God, God constantly, he constantly crushes you. He constantly crushes you. It ain't God. Look at me. Look at me. Let me help some of y'all. This American Jesus ain't Jesus. This American God that only tells you what's great about you and never says, go deal with this and go deal with that. And let's deal with that. That ain't, that ain't Bible. Because the God in the Bible that I read, the God in this Bible... Peter, who thought he was all that, his name Simon means arrogant, some those. Jesus was like, look, you the devil. Watch me. Jesus, how you going to tell me that and not say nothing to Judas? He ain't going nowhere. You are. I didn't say nothing to Judas because Judas is going to kill himself. I'm saying something to you because you're going to be the meta person. You're going to get up for me on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people are going to come to me. You're going to be my spokesperson. So when I want more, I demand more. He makes us more and more like him. This means he keeps, he keeps crushing and crushing and reintroducing. He keeps crushing and crushing and reintroducing. And the moment you think, oh my God, it's finally over, he's like, for now. You better go out to eat and have a good time. Get you some white bread with some butter because tomorrow you're hitting the gym. Huh? More and more meta and meta. He demands more from meta people. Look at me Wednesday. God is always demanding more from you because you were going to be the one in your family to finally make it. You were going to be the one in your city to finally do it. You were going to be the one that was not going to be a statistic. You're the one, watch me, who needs to hear this, that's going to make it out. I Everybody else got comfortable and stagnant, but you're going to be the one that steps out. Everybody else just settled, but you weren't built to settle. You were bent to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue, and that's what you're going to do. He makes us more and more like him, meta and meta. More and more, he demands more. He requires more. He crushes more. He, 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 puts, his, he puts his foot And whenever you ain't moving fast enough, he'll put his foot. (laughs) 
You ever had the Lord put his foot in your... See, if you ain't had that, you're not mature. I thought this was a Wednesday night. If you never had the Lord say, look, now I've had about enough of you. Now, I'm If you've never had the Lord to put his foot in your behind and say, you are not going to fail. You're not going to give up. Get back on your assignment. Get back on your post. Get back in prayer. Get back in serving. Get back to excellence. Get back to giving. I'll break my foot off. If he's never done that, then you're not meta. You're mediocre at best. Check the person next to you because if they're not looking like he's ever done that, then that's a mediocre. Go sit somewhere else. Just look at him and say, has he ever done that to you? Has he ever? Come on. And, and look for their response. And, and if your answer is a yes, I'm going to give you five seconds to put a praise in the building right there. Come on, put a praise on a YouTube. Why? I just got proof I met him. I just got proof he isn't giving up on me. I just got proof he hasn't thrown in the towel. Come on, open your mouth, Wednesday. Say, I'm meta. So, so, so we are changed more and more like him into his glorious image. And what is this? I'm being changed into what he sees for me, even if I don't see it for myself. I'm being changed into what he sees for me, even if I don't see it for myself. I'll say it a third time because some of you are missing it. You're being changed into what he sees for you, even if you don't see it for yourself. What if what you saw wasn't nothing to see? So he's making you, making I, you and I, into what he sees for us. Pay attention. So I gave you some examples. I showed you uh, Jesus and how Jesus, we meet him as a baby. We're reintroduced to him as king of kings and lord of lords. Daniel, we're, re we're introduced to him as a young man with three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we're reintroduced to him as a great man of excellence that is one of the three rulers of the entire land. We are introduced to Moses as an abandoned baby that has been sent down the Nile River while his his sister Miriam and Aaron uh, and sister and brother were kept by Yoshebel, his mother. The mother sends Moses down the Nile. So we meet him as an insecure young man that cannot figure out why did she treat me different than them. But that's because they would be slaves, you would not. Mm. Moses was never a slave, yet he was sent to deliver those that were enslaved. And for some of you, let me tell you why God had you treated different since you were a child. So that you would never be what you were sent to break people out of. You would never become what you were sent to break other people out of. He kept you in isolation because you were going to be instigation to change situations. So Moses, we meet him there, but then we see Moses transformed to this great leader that leads 2 million people out of 430 years of Egyptian bondage and then pastors them in the wilderness, pastors them through 40 years and takes them on the journey to prepare them for their promise. What I love about Moses is that when Moses did something he was not supposed to do, he had to hand the baton to Joshua. Pay attention because God says Meta will not stop simply because this man won't do it. What are you trying to tell me? If you decide not to go met him, God's going to say, all right, well, let me just get somebody else to do it. And I don't know about you. I don't want the story of my life to be that he got somebody else to do what I was supposed to do. For every person that's going to give God joy, yes. I want you to just take a few seconds and tell him, say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. Let's go old school. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. You get my yes. Come on, I need an unlock a yes in you Wednesday. I need an unlock a yes in you Facebook. I need an unlock a yes in you. Come on, say, God, I will not fight you. Tell him Wednesday, say, God, I will not fight you. 
Say, I give you my yes. You ready? Watch me. Watch me. We're introduced to Job as a wealthy man from the land of Uz that's doing very well. Um, and in a two-day span of time, Job loses what? Everything. He loses what? Everything. He loses what? Everything. He loses what? Everything. Now, you complaining about $1,000. You complaining about one person that was mediocre. He lost his children. He lost his, his finance. He lost his source of income. The only thing he was left with was a crazy wife. Why do you call it that? Because she says to Job, you ought to curse God and die. And Job says to her, woman, you sound foolish. Do we only accept the good from God or do we not also accept this? It's a crazy thing to have to keep yourself together when you're in the house with somebody that's trying to tear you apart. So Job, watch her, we're introduced to him in Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2. For the next 41 chapters, Job goes through this journey. And the Job literally, he has some ups, say ups. He has some downs, say downs. He has three friends that come to him, and for the first few days that they're with him, the Bible says that they can't even speak because of his grief. You ever had so much grief that people said what was wrong? You knew what was wrong, but you just said nothing. Because I could tell you, but what you going to do to fix it? And it's a crazy thing when people want to talk, but they have no solutions. Let's talk. So Job's three friends begin to give him what the Bible calls mixed counsel. They begin to, to say all of these crazy things. And in Job chapter 42, Job chapter 42, 41 chapters from his introduction. 40 is the biblical number of wilderness and testing. 41 is the biblical number of the exit of the wilderness, of the exit of a test. And Job chapter 42, the Bible says that Job prays for his three friends. And when Job prays for his three friends, the Lord turns Job's situation and he gives him double. In fact, the Bible says that these new kids look better than his first kids. Let me translate what this means for you. What you thought you would never recover is going to look insignificant to your reintroduction. You complaining about the Toyota they took. You about to look at the Mercedes. Okay, y'all like You complain. I'm not saying be materialistic. What I'm saying is what's next is going to be better than what was. I wish you'd elbow somebody and say what's ahead is going to be better than what was. Ready? All right. So, 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 so. We're introduced to Joseph as a 17-year-old young man that's different than his brothers. He is the 11th. Of, of Jacob's sons. 11 is the number of dysfunction. So he is literally born and hanging over his head is that you will be the dysfunctional one. Hanging over his head is that you're going to be the jacked up one. Hanging over his head is that you're going to be the messed up one because you are the 11th. Nobody wants to be 11 because 11 is dysfunction. 11 is chaos. Yet, 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 yet. We are reintroduced to Joseph after his brothers throw him in a pit and that pit was empty, which means they didn't throw him in the pit with the intention of coming back to get him to sell him into slavery. They threw him in the pit with the intention of him dying. I'm so glad that what people put you in when they lied and filed false stuff about you, y'all. Like, I'm so glad that the pit they threw you in that was supposed to kill you, God used it to preserve you. I'll wait. I'll wait because I didn't hear the right sound. What was supposed to kill you, 
God used to preserve you. I'm going to say it a third time because I still don't hear the right sound. What was supposed to be your end, God says, I'm going to use this to be your new. Because when you're meta, you cannot be stopped. I wish you'd fist bump two people say, you cannot be stopped. No. Can I get you to try two more? And when you tell them that, they respond with a praise. Let's try two fresh ones. Let's try two fresh ones. Online, type it in the comments. You cannot be stopped. You can try, but it ain't going to work. You can do it, but it ain't going to work. You might have the right plan, but you got the wrong man. It will not work. So they threw him in the pit. And the pit he sold in slavery. Slavery's thrown in the prison. Prison he's forgotten about. At age 28, he helped somebody. Two men, while he's locked up, they got him, wouldn't let him out, right? He's forgotten about for two years. Pay attention. He's forgotten about for how long? Two years. All right, you're not getting it. He's forgotten about for two years. Why two years? Why, why two years? Why, why two years? Because two is the biblical number of witness, which means let me show you something. God's about to show you better than he could tell you. Because I can preach it to you, but when you're holding it, it's going to be a whole nother story. I can preach it to you, but when you're driving it, it's going to be a whole nother story. I can preach it to you, but when you cash in it, it's going to be a whole nother story. I can preach it to you, but when you're walking it out in your life, it's going to be a whole nother story. So, so Joseph has forgotten about at age 28. And then one day, God creates a need. Shut up. Not literally, this is good to me. God creates a need. <laughs> God's about to create a need that only you can feel. This is why he's been getting your resume right. Because he's about to create a need only you could feel. Because I'm about to introduce you to a woman named Rahab where God created a need that only she... See, they want to talk about you, but what they don't know is God is creating a need that only... Would you look at the person next to you and look at them with some authority in your face and your voice. Say, God's about to create a need only you can feel. YouTube, only you gonna be able to do it. Facebook, only you gonna be able to do it. Atlanta, only you gonna be able to do it. God creates a need. What's the need? Pharaoh. And he doesn't create a need with a regular smeggler. He doesn't create a need with a basic person. He creates a need with a meta person. See, how do I know? Watch me. Whenever God wants to take you meta, he exposes you to meta. He exposes you to a level of royalty because he's about to put you. A... You better hit me for those of y'all that God is. I know what I'm assigned to do. When God allows you to be exposed to something, it's because he's preparing you for something. You ready? So, so, so God creates a need in Pharaoh. Pharaoh has a dream. Say he has a dream. Yeah. I have a dream. He has a dream. And when he has this dream, the Bible says that he, he says to his people, look, hey, what's, uh, tell me what I dream and interpretation. Uh, what, what's the interpretation? They can do it. Then one of the guys that Joseph had helped, how long ago? Two years ago. He says, Pharaoh, sir, man of God. Well, he wasn't a man of God. He just said, sir. He said, sir. He was going to be a man of God. Because you know what the Bible says? You ready for this? I'm going to jaywalk to the end and come back. You ready? 
The Bible says that Joseph became father to Pharaoh. Which means some of y'all are being set up so that you're going to lead who's the leader. I wish... You are about to be placed in a position where the chief executive going to come ask what you think. The chief is going to come ask what you think. All right. Okay. Come on. Let's cut back across the grass. All right. Come on. Cut back across. So God creates a need. We're almost to where we need to get. God creates a need. Say, so he creates a need. See, there's no need for you unless there's a need to solve. So God creates a need. And who does he create the need with? Pharaoh. Nobody around Pharaoh can fulfill the need, but Joseph has the right resume. Ah! Nobody else knows what to do, but Joseph has the right resume. Because Joseph's gift is dream interpretation, which is a very rare gift. You see it in Daniel, you see it in Joseph, you see it in the apostles, that's it. 14 people in 6,000 years of history. You ready? It's rare. It's, it's a rare gift. But God creates a need that only Joseph can feel. Joseph's resume doesn't include, doesn't include, you ready? He didn't go to prime minister school because there was no such thing as a prime minister. What he was about to become didn't exist before. Come on, you ready to prophesy to somebody? Touch him on the shoulder and say, what you're about to do, they don't have a name for yet. Oh, my God. What you're about to do in your man, there's no name for what you're going to do. They can't call you an influencer because it's bigger than that. They can't call you an investor because it's bigger than that. They can't just say you're a business person because it's bigger than that. You know what they're going to have to call you? You're a mogul. Oh, my God. Because what you do, we don't have a name for. Please prophesy to somebody and tell them there's no name for what you're about to do. There's no name for what he's about to do. You ready? There's no name for it. So, 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 so on his resume is thrown into a pit. On his resume is sold into slavery. On his resume became leader of Potiphar's house, one of Pharaoh's generals. On his resume is lied on, allegedly. We don't have the facts, but we have the story. And we have the narrative, and sometimes the narrative is louder than the facts. And people don't care about the facts because they want to believe the narrative. Because they don't want to believe that you're this man that didn't want this woman. They don't want to believe that you weren't trying to get you a little piece. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. They didn't want to believe that you didn't want to accept her offer. And Joseph looking at her like, baby, bye, as if. They didn't want to believe this. They didn't, want, they didn't want to believe this. They didn't want to believe this. I'm almost where I want to go. They didn't want to believe this. Say they didn't want to believe it. It's on his resume, though, because he's locked up. But when he gets locked up, on his resume is that he didn't go to county. He didn't go. Mm -mm. He went to Pharaoh's select prison. <laughs> this top flight security of the world, Craig. He, he went to Pharaoh's select prison. Well, only prisoners who Pharaoh sends there are supposed to go there. But he's so favored that even when they're trying to shut him down, my shutdown is a setup. So what's on his resume? When he got locked up, the warden looked at him and said, this boy good. 
I need you to practice those words. Look at somebody and say, you're about to be complimented. Mm. Say, say, because your excellence is going to be recognized. Tell them! So here he is, a prisoner. I want you to think about the quandary that he's in because he's a prisoner leading prisoners. You're not, miss you're not getting it. He's in a bad situation leading other people in a bad situation. He's encouraging people while he's in the same place. And I came to tell some of y'all, part of your resume is how can you handle encouraging other people when you're in the same stuff? I'm so glad you didn't get arrogant. I'm so glad you didn't get crazy. I'm so glad that you encouraged them even when you needed encouragement. I'm so glad you were sharing the word with them. This is why I tell you to share online. Click that share button right now because your share is about to be your setup. Say he has the right resume. Everybody open your mouth and say it. Say he has the right resume. So, so God creates a need. At 28, he helps these guys. Two years later, how many years later? Two is the biblical number of? Witness. God creates a need. Pharaoh says, I, I, I have a dream. They look around. Nobody here can fulfill this need. I am Pharaoh. I ain't got nobody that can do this. No, my Lord. But I know somebody. <laughs> who's not in this room. But let me bring his name up. When I count to three, say your first and last name because your name's about to be brought up in a room you're not in yet. One, two, three. If you got a business, say your business name. Say my name's about to be brought up and I'm about to be sent for. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, we got to go. We got to go. Because I need you to see the power of the resume because I'm about to show you Rahab's resume and then we out. Then we out. So, so, so at age 30, say 30, 30, the same year Jesus began his ministry, the age of the priesthood, 30, a significant number because it's the year that Jesus began, which was a jubilee year. Okay, okay let me help because your neighbor missed it. Say it was Joseph's jubilee. Now, for those of you who have missed the connection already, let me go ahead and make the connection clear. 2023 is a biblically mandated year of? Okay. See, some of y'all, watch me. You hear this prophecy and everybody gets it but you. Ain't nothing wrong with me because I, what I shoot is, is, is fruitful and profitable. I just need you to catch what's being released. Can you open up your mouth and make this declaration? Say, this is my Joseph year. This is my Joseph year. Come on. Say, this is my year of jubilee. Say, God is creating the perfect scenario for me to solve. And my resume qualifies me. Say, I got the skills. I got the knowledge, I got the talent, I got the tenacity, I got the ability, I got the anointing, I got the resources, I got the praise, I got the serve, I got the excellence, I got the worship, I got it, I got it. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop. 
Stop. Hey, look. God creates the perfect scenario that Joseph's resume is for. You're not listening to me. Bishop, why has it been so long? God says, I'm creating the perfect scenario that only your resume can feel. So when the man brings up Joseph's name, watch me. It wasn't one of Pharaoh's advisors. It was one of his servants. Let me tell you, the power, your service is so powerful that it walks into places. Watch me. In the cut. Watch me. What do you mean? It walks into places unannounced and then announces you. For every person that serves, let me go ahead and prophesy. Your serve is about to walk into a place. It's about to walk into a place silently and secretly and then announce you publicly. I need you to open your mouth and say your first and your last name. Say my serve is about to announce me. How did you get this? My serve got me here. How did you get this? My serve got me that. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We got to go. Stop. Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, bring him here. He's a prisoner. Oh, that's how you met him. Mm, that's how they met you. Look at somebody say, but God's about to reintroduce you. They met you locked up, but they're about to be reintroduced to you with the keys to the prison. They met you in a pit, but you're about to be reintroduced in a palace. They met you when you wanted to kill yourself, but they're about to meet you giving other people life. For everybody that knows God's about to reintroduce you, Give him crazy praise for three seconds. Three, two, one. Say, God's about to reintroduce me. And I'm glad about it. <laughs> Look at somebody say, God's about to reintroduce you. And you should be glad about it. <laughs> Let me practice. This is my reintroduction. I need you to go shake three people's hand like you're going to shake it off. Say, this is your reintroduction. You met me in struggle. Meet me now in success. You met me in process. Meet me now in promise. You met me when I was down. You're going to meet me when I'm up. You met me when I was in a valley. You're going to be reintroduced to me on the mountain. Somebody say, God's about to reintroduce me. Say, I have the right resume for this. I have the right resume. Woo! Say it again. Say, I got the right resume. I, I need somebody to shout for me right there. I need somebody to praise God. You got the right resume. You got everything the situation needs. You got everything the problem needs. Somebody say, my resume is right for a reintroduction. Every reintroduction 
comes with a resume. I need five minutes. Say every reintroduction. Come on, say every reintroduction. Comes with a resume. So while you thought nothing was happening, while you thought you were just wasting time, while you thought you were just going through the motions, you were building a resume that's going to create a scenario that's perfect for your resume. Well, you got this check, you got this check, you got this check, you got that check. You check all the boxes. A resume is a brief account of your education, your qualifications, your prior experience, and it's typically sent, pay attention to this, with a job application. Now, I have a resume, and I didn't even realize I was applying for something else. I don't like your silence, you missed it. Joseph didn't know he was applying for prime minister. Talk to me. David didn't know he was applying for king. Talk to me. Joseph didn't know he was applying for prime minister. Job didn't know he was applying for double. Daniel didn't know he was applying to be one of the three rulers of the nation. Moses didn't know he was applying to lead two million people. So Moses, if you can't handle these sheep, how can I give you millions? Come on, I just heard this loud and clear. I need you to touch somebody on the shoulders and say, I prophesy to you. Come on, touch them. Online, you text somebody, say, I prophesy to you millions, billions, trillions. You was trying to have a few people. God said, Moses, I'm about to give you two million of these. Ah! Say it again, say millions, billions, trillions. And it's not just money. Or you're going to have favor like that. You'll make one call and shut stuff down. You'll make one call and set stuff on fire. You'll make one call and ship the city. You'll have one meeting and change an industry. Say I'm a meta person. With the right resume. For this situation. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So there's a woman named Rahab that didn't know what she was applying for. On Rahab, watch me, Rahab, Rahab, let's look at her resume, Rahab Alizé, she's the original stallion. Let's read her resume, I'm going to read it for you. It says, let me be your everything. I come to you with expertise in systems implementation, people processing support, human resources management and more. Not only am I system savvy, having knowledge in various areas, but I'm a master at people processing. I have over 25 years of experience in human resources. Let's talk. Jalen, here's a prior experience. Her most recent venture was, we got what you need, LLC. Let's look at her qualifications. She provides hands-on client support by providing clients what they need. She supervises and manages a cheerful and vibrant team of over 100 staff. She sets up new client engagements and private meetings, and she runs and maintains all general letters reports and accounts payable systems. Before that, she founded this company called Jericho Fans. She began the world's largest content creator platform. She recruited and managed staff. Recruited over 500 content creators. She went to Jericho Community College, got a bachelor's in business administration, and she went to Jericho High School. She got a high school diploma. Somebody said, that's her resume. 
All right, now watch me. Obviously, that's not real. <laughs> let me show. Let me let me show you. Let me let me show you what's really there. You ready? Her name means storm, which means somebody say, "I have the right resume for this." I ain't afraid of no storm. If I am the storm. Okay, okay. See, some of y'all, you finna figure out why you've always been some of the ways that you've been. It's because God says, I needed you to have a boldness in you, but there wasn't no punk in you. I needed you to be able to show up and rearrange things, set things in order. Would you touch somebody next to you and say, I ain't afraid of no storm. I am the storm. I, I ain't scared of no rain. Yeah, I can stand the rain. It means sea monster. Sea, but why a sea monster? Why not just a monster? Sea, spiritual. Mm. Which means, watch me, watch me, watch me. That means when she goes spiritual, she ain't nobody to play with. If she want to set it down in prayer, she going to shut it down in prayer. Sea, out of the sea, out of the water. Water, representing spirit, sees a spiritual See, for some of you, watch me. God says, I've been, need, I've been using this stuff to push you. Because you've been real passive when you don't have no problems. So I needed to get your resume back to the way it needed to be. So I need, watch me. I needed that beast on the inside of you to rise up. I needed that lion on the inside of you to. It, 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 it's a colloquialism. We'll, we'll say, if somebody's really good at something, we'll say, that person is a, a beast. Old English would have been monster. Ready? Let's go. Pride. But look at this. It gets crazy. Pride and arrogance. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Which means there's some stuff he's got to deal with. Blusterer. What does that mean? She's a gossiper. A loud mouth. A mischief maker. A troublemaker. Now, all of that sounds bad in your hands. But, when, but he knows how to take what it was some pressure on it and reintroduce it as God y'all not talking to me would you please look at somebody and say I have the right resume for a reintroduction come on YouTube type it I have the right resume for this so let's look at the scripture Joshua 2 and 1 we gotta go so Joshua has now taken over for Moses Joshua is now this leader and they're getting ready to make their first conquest <laughs> they're getting ready to make their first conquest they went into, Joshua sends two spies. They went in and came to the house of who nobody suspected. They went into the house of whom everybody would look over. Because nobody would think with her resume, God would ever pick her. I'm so glad he's about to make every naysayer that said, why you, baby? Favor ain't fair, but it's mine. You may have had it once, but I got favor all the time. They go into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab, and they lodged there. So so watch me. Why her? Verse 6. But she hid them. Pay attention. This means this woman with this resume that other people did not understand. She probably didn't even understand. Watch what she does. She hides Joshua's messengers. What does this mean? She puts God first 
because she risks her business for kingdom. You miss what I just said. Because what ends up happening, the king gets wind that these messengers are in her house. The king sends messengers, and she hides these messengers from the king. Verse 9, and she says to the men, watch me, after the king's guys leave, and after she's hid them, she hid them on the roof. Watch this scripture. we got to go fast. Uh, she says, I know the Lord has given you the lands. You're not listening to me. Which means something in Rahab was praying for something to happen. She's not a Hebrew. So how would she utter these words? I know the Lord. Wait a minute, Rahab. How do you know the Lord? Because people have judged you. And people don't even realize you the one that's spiritual. They think because y'all not going to talk to me. They don't even know that you pray and you're closer to God than they are. But they've been so busy judging you. They... Would you touch somebody and say, I'm more spiritual than you think. I... I may have human moments every now and then, but don't get it twisted. When I go up in the spirit, I begin to shift and change. She had been praying for something. Because she says, I know the Lord has given you the land. Which means she had been praying for something to show up. Which means while she was in that temporary situation, every day she was like, Lord, I need a way out. Lord, I need a way out. Lord, there's more to me than this. Lord, thank you for allowing me to build this business, but this ain't the industry I want to spend my life. Thank you for teaching me how to build a business. Thank you for teaching me how to manage staff. Thank you for teaching me how to ensure my customers are satisfied. You're giving me skills that I need for my next, but I don't want to do them in this industry. But I got the right resume for a reintroduction. <laughs> Come on, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Wait, 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 verse 10. For we have heard. Uh-oh. What, what's going on now? She heard their resume. <laughs> we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. Wait a minute. How y'all hear this? Who, who told you? Wasn't nobody there at the Red Sea except us, Pharaoh, and his army. His army's dead. He ain't got nobody to come run tell you nothing. How did you hear this? Because your resume is about to go in places you've never. Y'all not listening to me Wednesday. And I need your faith to go to another level right here. I need you to put a wind behind your resume. Open your mouth, say your name, and say, God, put a wind behind it. One, two, three, say your name. Say, God, put a wind behind my name. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it real good. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it real good. Let's go. How do y'all know what we did at the Red Sea? How do y'all know that the water dried up? Who told you that? Oh, they Googling you. That's why I need some of you to clean up your pages. Clean it up. Take all that ratchet stuff off of it. Clean it up. Take all that passive aggressive emotional stuff off of it. You're about to be a chief executive. You don't do, look. Would you touch the person next to you and say, clean up your image because they're about to check it. I need some of y'all to get your credit together because they're about to check it and I need you to qualify for it. Clean it up. Ready? Come on, I gotta go. Oh my God, I gotta go. Oh my God, I gotta go. 
Oh, we gotta get up. She says, we heard what happened at the Red Sea. And we heard what you did to those two kings whom you devoted to destruction. She says, we heard you killed them kings. Which means, Joshua, you ain't no regular smeggler. You're not an L7. You a king killer. Y'all not gonna say that to me. Which means, look at me, 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 look at me. All these things you've had to take down, and you were like, God, why did I go through all of that? It's because it's on your resume now. And you know why the enemy's scared of you? Because he read your resume too. And since he read your resume, he knows you ain't nobody to be played with. He knows that if you step foot in this situation, it's about to change. I need you to prophesy to somebody next to you, touch them on the shoulder, and say you have the right resume for the reintroduction. I got the resume for this. Oh, I know what to do. Everybody else, how are we going to solve the problem? We don't know, but she know. How are we going to deal with it? We don't know, but she know. He know. He know. She know. He know. She know. He know. She know. Say, I have the right resume for this. Say, I have the right resume for this. So she recognized their resume. Watch what she does. And then she serves. Because God creates a situation that only she can solve. Because these, these messengers have to be hidden. Because if the king finds them, it's going to throw off Joshua's attempt to take the city. And God was not going to suffer them a loss. God is not going to... That's just old King James English. What do you mean he's not going to suffer me a loss? He's not going to let you lose. I know you're tired of talking to your neighbor. I don't care. Elbow him and say, God's not going to suffer you another loss. What? He's not going to suffer you another loss. Not this month. Not this month. Not this month. So she recognized their resume, and she said, look at verse 11. As soon as we heard it, what? Your resume? Our hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. Their introduction and her reintroduction starts without them in the room. She's introduced to them when they're not in the room. Her reintroduction begins when they're not in the room. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? There's a whole lot that has happened behind the scenes that God has not let you see yet because we walked by, not by. You didn't need to see it. You just needed to trust it. Wednesday, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. Where are you going? I got to go. Verse 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. Y'all ready? Pay attention to this. Verse 15. She let them down by a rope. Who she let down? These two messengers. How many? How many? Two is the biblical number of? Which means we're about to see something. She let them down by a rope in the window. Look at this. Because her house, her house was built into the city wall. Say peculiar placement. God, why have I here? Why have I been in this? Why do I live in this place, in this city? Go to this. What? Well, because God says, I'm going to create a scenario where you have the right resume for the need. Watch me. Uh, Rahab, your house is at the right place. 
so that nobody's gonna see, nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna see them come. Nobody's gonna see them leave. Because while they were talking about you for being a prostitute and running a brothel, they didn't know I was using your resume. I was using your past to prepare you for your future. I was using your mess to get you ready for your matter. Say, I've been in the right place at the right time. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Now, now look, now there's two more shouts left. How many left? Joshua 624. So Joshua, when they take the city, now you know how they took Jericho down. Okay, maybe you don't know, so let me tell you. So they walk around that fortified city once a day for six days, seven times on the seventh day. They walk, walk, walk. Meta people walk like this. They walk, they walk, <laughs> they walk around the city, and they walk around the city, and then they do something crazy. They shout. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And hear me. Um, when if you're going to be a meta person, much of what you do won't make sense to regular smegalists. Yeah. Why would you do this? Well, you wouldn't get it. You're regular. And what the person next to you say, but you're meta though. You're meta. They're saying stuff to you like, why won't you just be happy with what you got? I am. But there's more. Just because you want to be a settler, you settled in, huh? I discovered that there was more. And since God's already going to demand more from me, I might as well get the more that comes into demand. He's already going to put more pressure on me because I met her. So I might as well get the reward that comes with the amount of pressure he's going to put on me. I don't know who needs to hear that. You might as well get what comes with what he's going to do because he's going to do what he's going to do anyway. Walls fall down. They burn the city with fire and everything in it. Somebody say everybody. Rahab. Watch her resume pop up again. The prostitute. Now, why you need to repeat this again? Because you've already said it once. In the same chapter. So what is the purpose of you saying it twice? Because I wanted you to know her resume. So you can compare that to her reintroduction. But Rahab the prostitute... And watch this, her father's household and all, watch this, who belong to her. Everybody that worked at We Got What You Need LLC. So while everybody was talking about them for being with her, God said, but I'm going to save all of them and you ninjas is going to die. He saved them all alive. Say the resume. For a reintroduction. So, okay, here we go. Here's, here's, that, was your first, this, that was your first shout. Here's your second shout. Now, where is he mentioned in the book of what? Joshua. Say Old Testament. Okay, okay. There's another guy that mentions her. But he mentions her thousands of years later. His name is James. James mentions her thousands of years later. Because she was the one that everybody said, not her. See, you don't know your meta until you have some haters. You don't know your meta until you have some people that say you ain't going to make it. 
You don't know your meta until people try to talk you. Why are you trying to do this? It's too saturated. It may be too saturated for you, but there's a perfect situation and scenario for me. Come on. Come on. You ready? James 2.25. And the same way was not also Rahab. Watch it do it again. The prostitute. The resume. Justified. Shut up. By her works. Shut up. When she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. Justified by works. What, what, what are you trying to say? So she took a risk. What's another word for faith? Risk. If you ain't risking, you ain't going meta. I need you to elbow somebody and say, if you ain't risking, you ain't going meta. I yeah, it might not work, but it might, it might, it might. I might have to do it different, but I'm sure going to try. It might not turn out the way I want it to turn out, but my faith is not in an outcome. I feel like preaching right through here, but my faith is in the God of an outcome. It may not happen how I want it to happen, but I know something good's going to come out of it. Somebody say, I'll take a risk this time. It was risky for her. To hide these messengers. It was risky because the king could have killed her. But she said, but I want out. I've gotten the skills that I need, the talent that I need, and I don't, watch me, I'm, no one ever took the time to ask her, well, why do you run this type of business? And what's crazy is that people will judge you and not understand the steps necessary and this is why I need some of you all watch me. Just, just you gotta learn. You gotta learn how to ignore the trolls. Come on, can you elbow somebody? Tell them say, ignore the trolls. It's always gonna be somebody that's got something to say, and they never do nothing anyway. And I never let somebody tell me how to do something, and they've never done anything. Watch me. Look at verse 25, 26, James. This is your last shout. James is teaching about faith. And do you know who he uses to teach about faith? He doesn't use Deborah, one of the judges. He doesn't use Abigail, one of David's wives. The Hebrews say the most beautiful Hebrew to ever live. I want to see her. That's what they said. He, he, he doesn't use Abraham, the father of faith. He doesn't use Moses right here, the great prophet. He doesn't use Job. Do you know who he uses when he wants to teach faith? Rahab. This is her reintroduction. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. He used her to reintroduce faith. Lift your hands in this building and online. Say, Father, my resume is right for a reintroduction. Everything I've been through, everything I've done, everything I've gone through, it's on my resume for reintroduction in Jesus' name. I need you to worship God that he's about to use everything you've been through. 
He's going to use everything you've gone through. Come on, YouTube. Worship God right there. Come on, Facebook. Worship your God. He said, Bishop, I'm only a teenager. He's going to use everything. I'm in my 20s. He's going to use everything. I'm in my 30s. He's going to use everything. I'm in my 40s. He's going to use everything. I'm in my 50s. He's going to use everything. 60, 70. He's going to use everything. It's on your resume. It's on your resume. And you've got the right resume for a reintroduction. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you need to become a Christian, this is your moment. If you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, number two, this is your moment. Number three, if you're not sure, this is your moment to be sure. Wherever you're at, he can't reintroduce you if you've never been introduced to him. So tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. When I count to three in the building, your hand's going to go up online. Your hand, do the hand wave emoji. It says me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. In the building, online, do the hand wave emoji. It says me. Woo! Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. You just pray that prayer for the first time. Recommitted yourself, Lord, or sure. Scan the QR code or text Harvest to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.